album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. Welcome, everybody, to the album concept hour. I am Brad. I am your host, as I always am. And uh, we are here this week to talk about Weezer's Blue Album, the album that started it all. And uh, I have with me uh, my co-host with the Mo-host, uh, John Aker over there. How's it going, John? Uh, ready to cover some Weezer, Brad. Heck yeah, dude. I'm ready to get into it. And uh, we have a very special guest today. Uh, this, is the, this is the second person we've had on from the uh, Stranded Panda Network and uh oh, they are oh you're from stranded panda that's yeah, awesome they, yeah yeah the stranded panda yeah 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 so oh okay i, I <laughs> i'm a big fan i comment on your yeah. stuff every once in a while awesome awesome yeah you you can tell that i debrief all the co-hosts about <laughs> uh, uh everything uh always but um yeah so so uh matthew uh mccreary or is it McCree Fox? Oh yeah, I see you all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're, you're, you're okay. putting the pieces together. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, full name both... is uh, Matthew Davis McCreary Fox, but just Matthew okay. Fox works just fine. Right. Matthew Fox. Okay. okay, okay, cool, cool. And uh, you are the uh, the second Matthew we've had on the podcast. We had uh, Matthew Carroll on yep. for uh, one of his uh, favorite albums from the Extraordinaires, which is a really great album that you should check the episode on by the way nice um but uh yeah yeah we're we're really excited to have you you are the uh, the ethical panda in the stranded panda network I, so. I mean, there are many who have ethical leanings as well but yeah i do <laughs> i do a podcast called superhero ethics and so my uh, yeah. kind of nickname on there is the ethical panda and that's where you can find my own podcast at theethicalpanda.com or if you look for the ethical panda facebook twitter all those places you'll find me yeah, yeah, and I was listening to uh, a bunch of episodes today. I, I meant to just listen to a couple to you know do some research, and then like I was like, huh, I wonder what they think about this or what they think about <laughs> this. Oh man, uh, you so. was excited for Spider Man VR. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you seen the uh, you seen the trailer? I, I take it. I, the, I have not. Or, no, I'm I, I'm of the, I, I'm of the opinion that I want to go in totally blind, so ah, I know nothing about okay, the trailer. Okay, I've avoided everything cool. about it. And you're a panda too. That's amazing. That's very for cool. You. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that's going to be like for you. Uh, uh, a lot of ducking and weaving over the next couple of weeks. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. selective scrolling and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a, a rough couple of months until that finally drops for you. I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am too impatient um, for that. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I I also you know I since I'm on the the strand of panda chat, which is a great chat if you like, um, you know, uh, uh, any you know number of these. Various comic book or uh, good discussion yeah, topics out of there. Uh, yeah, Stranded Panda Network on Facebook is where the conversations are happening with that stuff. Uh, and they have a Twitch, so all sorts of stuff on Stranded Panda if you want to look into it. But um, yeah, I, I particularly, I got to say, before we get into Weezer though, I really enjoy the episodes about the uh, Thirst comic book oh, Thirst, cool. thirst the you. ethics of Thirst, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I, cause, uh, that's something that, uh, you know, recently has been, uh, coming up in that, uh, forum and I, I love how everyone, uh, in charge has, uh, handled that and that conversation. And, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend, uh, checking out those episodes. Yeah. It's, uh, Ashley Coffin, who you should also have on at some point. She's great, uh, with yeah. music and just a great guest in general on podcasts. She's really been pushing the idea of kind of like, you know, uh, women and people who, you know, have interest in male-bodied people talking openly about thirst and yeah. uh, just kind of looking at all the gender aspects and dynamics of that and the way it plays out in the MCU. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm glad you like those episodes. Yeah, actually, I, I just messaged her uh, today uh, while I was preparing for this to uh, try to book, start booking uh, an episode. So we should right. 
we should be seeing Ashley soon here. So, all right, all right. but um, yeah, but yeah, we're getting into uh, Weezer's Blue album uh, from uh, 1994. And uh, I just got to ask, why was uh, why is this in particular your uh, pick from uh, the list? So it's it's funny because you know we don't so few people listen to full albums anymore. Absolutely, um, I yeah. can't remember any music that I've gotten into in the last ten years. I couldn't tell you what else is on the album. I just know yeah. like individual songs. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to I had to kind of go back and think about some yeah. things and. This uh, when this album came out, I was in high school, yeah, and I felt like it was, it, I was exactly the person it was aimed at, you know. Mm-hmm. I I was wearing my flannel shirt. I was an alternative kid. I listened yeah. to Nirvana yeah. and Pearl Jam, yeah. But I, I I wasn't really fully on board with grunge the way a lot of people my age were. I thought uh-huh. like I wanted it to be a little more melodic. I wanted it um like, you know. I loved yeah. Nirvana after the Unplugged album because I could finally okay. hear the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, until then I was like. I, I think Kurt Cobain is screaming about interesting things and yeah. it sounds good while he's screaming, but I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah. And and so to me, like Weezer was, it was a lot of that kind of style of music, but in this yeah. very kind of like quirky, geeky way that really appealed to me. Yeah, yeah. And there was just something about the stuff he was singing about, the um that all of them were singing about. This kind of mix of you know, some of it is just like heart-wrenchingly relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, the world has turned and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, singing about his father and his stepfather and things like that. Oh, and then yeah. there's kind of the yeah. the quirky off-the-wall stuff that at first just sounds silly, but then you listen to it and it makes a lot more sense. And it just, it, it spoke to every part of me. And I remember yeah. this was one of the first albums that I just, um, I, I love, I would never put it on shuffle. I would never do anything like that. Yeah. I would just listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so when you started asking me about albums, like yeah. I, I had to kind of go back a bit because it's been a while since I really listened to an album. Yeah. But this was yeah. just very quickly the one that made me realize, like, yeah, this is this is what I want to talk about. Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, there, there's not really like a wasted moment in this album. It is. Uh, it's one of those pretty solid. All yeah, the way yeah, very, mm-hmm. very. Uh, it's on the Rolling Stones top uh, 500. I forgot which number, but it's it's in there. Um, and it's the it's their first album. Their first like yeah. You know, came strong right out the gates. You know, yeah, yeah, and it went platinum. It was um, nominated for Grammys, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was it was huge uh, when it came out, and I always kind of dated this incorrectly. I thought this came out uh, like early two thousands for some reason. Oh, interesting. And uh, so, like, I think that like kind of uh, uh, painted how I thought about their whole, you know, their whole Mm -hmm. arc. Um, but yeah, this being in 94 though, it's like, wow, this feels like, you know, I know this is something you probably hear a lot on the podcast, but kind of ahead of its time, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, I'm very bad with dates. I often can't remember like within five years when something Mm -hmm. was, I think the only reason I knew exactly when it was is that I have a very distinct memory of the first time I heard about it, which is I was sitting you know, in the hallway outside my science class in high school, yeah, yeah. when my buddy Logan was like telling me about this sweater song, and I just thought it was the most <laughs> yeah, ridiculous yeah. thing I'd ever heard. But I went home, listened to it, and so that's—I think—that's the only reason. Like, I know it's from my junior year of high school. Otherwise, I don't think I would have ever been able to place it like that. Well, yeah, and to to like you know be from you know be kind of at the kind of peak of the grunge era. This is mm-hmm. coming out too. So like, this is—it has like a few like. Just slight grunge elements throughout the album, you know, like a few times his voice goes there, but like 
you know, it, overall though, it is much poppier and much uh, 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 cleaner than you know some of the other rock stuff on the radio at the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I I was reading through some reviews of it, and I heard a couple like he was very influenced by the Beach Boys, among other things, which yeah. is, we'll get to when we talk about Surf Wax America. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, I was reading that when um uh uh, uh Rivers Cuomo is the name yeah. of the lead singer and kind yes. of the real driver of the band. Yeah. And, and he talked about that what he kind of wanted was like a Beach Boys but louder sound, you know, and like taking a lot of like sixties pop, yeah. uh, which I love, and the, the harmonies of it and the kind of vote like the lyrical like playfulness of it, but then putting it through distortion and putting it through that that kind of musical Yeah. And with a um I mean I I'm not someone who knows music very well, but uh oh, that's, all, that's all right. You know, and I not, uh, well, not I mean, all I, of us I, do. <laughs> I I play guitar, I sing, I I know uh-huh. a lot of music. I just don't know a lot of music terminology, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think of this as kind of one of the um, godfathers of emo. You know, and that it, it it's very huh. self-reflective. It's very um, yeah. There 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 is at least one or two songs that are very like you, you're not supposed to like the person singing the song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just kind very of incel kind of it's it's very like you know there's like a dash of nerd rock in him too you know like oh, he's, so. he's the like, king of it like, like you know like, what i mean like they were definitely listening to like the talking heads yeah. and shit like that well, it's like oh, yeah. it's like know? these guys and like they might be giants to me yep. like at this time are probably the two like big big ones yeah I mean, they might be giants is hands down my favorite band of all time yeah they're and, pretty um, phenomenal <laughs> didn't yeah, we do what they might be giants album we do with they might be giants. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we've covered they might be giants. It's, yeah, no, that was I think one of the first ones I asked about, but it's already yeah, been taken. Yeah, yep, yep. But yeah, <laughs> I, I remember thinking a lot of Weezer as kind of a spiritual descendant in a lot of ways of they might be giants. They're not. They're not like they yeah. might be giants has been recording all through this time. But yeah, they started the eighties. Weezer yeah, started the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, it, it's Beach Boys, it's a little Simon and Garfunkel, it's it's some weird yeah. Al thrown in in some weird ways. Yeah, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a really really fun album, and I'm really excited to uh, jump into it. Um, let's do that. Just that. Let's bro. do let's, just that. Let's, let's yeah. Jump oh, right in. oh, look at that. I actually, the one thing I didn't uh, get was the uh, uh, actual song clips, clips up, but they are here, and I will open them. So. Cool. Come on, As you do that, player. I'll just say one other quick anecdote. Um, my my partner Mary, who I live with, she I she hadn't really heard much Weezer uh, before she met me, and I've played a lot of the individual songs for her, and, and she thought yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah. Today I was listening to the whole album, and she at one point came out of we both work at home, and she came yeah. out of her office and was like, "Are you listening to the whole album? Because I I now love this. The whole album works so well together." Uh, so I just thought it was so funny because she yeah, had no idea yeah. why I was listening to it, but yeah. it was just such a perfect like, yeah. you know, that for her like the sum of the parts was you know the whole thing is greater than the sum of the parts for her. So yeah, yeah, no, it is. It, it definitely and the sum of its parts are pretty good. Yeah, too. Uh, everything yeah, is where true, it's everything is where it should be. It's yeah, it, it's it's it, it's ten tracks, just ten. So they didn't, you know, they could have gone twelve, thirteen mm-hmm. easily, but ten is like a real like statement, like. These are all these are all gonna be bangers. Um, so uh, yeah, this first track is "My Name Is Jonas." So uh, here we go. Who 
acoustic <laughs> followed by thrash. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. yeah to me, that's a very Nirvana thing. You know, Nirvana uh-huh. was very famous at this time, especially their early albums for mm-hmm. the, you know, the quiet verse that kicks into the loud chorus. And I think that, that mm-hmm. influence is very much here on this song. Yeah, yeah, which which they were kind of uh, getting from like the Pixies, and, um, that you know really kind of that was their thing was the the loud quiet loud quiet thing you know, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah yeah it was a it's a really really great uh, uh, tool for for songwriting I think, and it even has some of the the a little bit of the grunge guitar uh, uh, sound in in that track, but yeah I love the way this 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 uh, track starts you know. Starts off the album just strong, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently it's about uh, his brother. Uh, his his name is Jonas, and this was originally going to be uh, a rock opera called "Songs from the Black Hole." So. Yeah, I'd heard that, <laughs> and I, I'll admit this is not my favorite of their songs. I think uh-huh. it, it's one of those where if I'm just putting a playlist together of you know like a hundred great '90s songs, I'm probably not yeah. putting this song on it. But I yeah. think it works so well as an introduction to the album. I mean, yeah. but, like I, yeah. I think these these first three songs, especially, I think, kind of have a little bit of a story. Yeah. But I, I also just love the, um, the 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 lyrics of it. You know, it, it's uh, you were kind of saying it's based on an experience that his brother had about having a yeah. terrible experience with car insurance and and kind of this and it kind of goes uh, in a different yeah. direction, but about bureaucracy and things like that and uh-huh. uh, the whole the workers are going home that's just repeated yeah. again and again. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's to me it's a kind of like this album feels like Friday afternoon. You know, I'm I'm done with work and I'm getting ready for the weekend and I'm popping yeah. this album in to kind of take me away to that that other kind of place. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is. Uh, it kind of it, it's ethereal. Uh, some of the some of the things that he's doing because there's like with the acoustic, you know, like. They really uh, bring some great, you know, uh, sounding acoustic recordings into this album, like everywhere, um, which is why I think it sounds kind of. It, it, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like a prototype for like future, like pop punk stuff that would happen later in the '90s. You know, mm-hmm. um, although I would, I never thought of this as pop punk necessarily. I thought of, kind of thought of Weezer and it's like just as its own thing. I guess I don't know. Um, there's not really much like it. There's not really much really completely like Weezer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean to me Weezer and they might be giants and and I think John, you said Talking Heads. Like mm-hmm. there's a couple bands you can put in this kind of geek rock. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I would put the Garage, which is the band of Matthew Matthew Carroll. Yes, the other strand of panel you talked about in that same yeah. category. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much else there. I think that's part of why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, really bold way. I I, I love that. First, uh, one thing I just realized is like this is the first so- like if you're listening to it in chronological order, this is the first song you're hearing, and none of their names are Jonas. Like <laughs> so, like it's it's like very confusing out the gate, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can, you could almost see it as like maybe a little joke, like yeah. maybe the first of his little because he's like. That's one thing that they've always been good at uh, throughout their career is being kind of meme and understanding like meme culture and internet culture as they've grown. Because, you know, uh, this album was, I guess, available on Windows 95. Uh, mm-hmm. It came with this album. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was they were uh, a big deal uh, starting out. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys want to move on to uh, track two? We got... No one else, and uh, this is 
This is the one where we're going to have to have an ethical conversation about. So (laughs) here is no one else. This is a song that I think, I think it's kind of funny how we're talking about it because yeah. originally, Brad, you know, you and I had been talking about doing Appetite for Destruction. That's right. Um, the Guns N' Roses, which I heard first when I was like eight or nine. Um, and, and it was kind of the first full album yeah. I listened to, you know. By the way, that and, was Ashley's first uh, uh, thought when she saw the list. Awesome. Okay. So uh, you guys are in the same wavelength. But sorry, continue. Well, and I remember <laughs> I, I started listening to it and I yeah. just was like, I I just can't do this anymore. Like so many of the lyrics are so horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's funny because this song and so misogynistic and things like that. Yes. And, yes. And this this song, I feel like, it, at first glance, you'd think it is that same kind of song. You know, it's uh-huh. it's all about a guy who is, you know, he 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 wants his girlfriend to not laugh yeah. for anyone else, to yeah. only put on yeah. makeup when he's around. Uh huh. I think though, like, and, and it's so funny because the lyrics are that. And the sound, this is one of the most poppy, upbeat, kind of catchy, again, that like yeah. 60s surf very, synth, yes, synth very pop much kind so. of thing. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, that when you actually really listen to the lyrics, it becomes, and this to me is very much the emo kind of thing, mm-hmm. it, we're not supposed to sympathize with the singer. You know, this is one of those times where mm-hmm. like, the singer's the protagonist, but they're not the hero. And yeah, I think that's part of what I, and, and I, I kind of spoiling a bit the third song. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I, uh, the second and the third song to me works so well together, and Rivers has talked about it, that that it, Rivers talks about how when he was young, he was very jealous, which I admit, you know, I like I said, I heard this when I was a junior in high school. I was starting uh-huh. to date. Yeah. And yeah. I remember feeling like I I was having some of the, I, I had had a relationship not go well because I was an idiot, jealous teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be mm-hmm. like, no, I shouldn't feel that way. And and this song was kind of like, yeah, like that that's, it it makes sense to feel that way and you shouldn't and it's not good. Yeah. And so this song is about him kind of being a jealous ass and then the next song is about her leaving him because he was a jealous yeah. ass and him still not fully getting it. And I just, I, I love the synchronicity of those two yeah. songs. They're both great on their own but I, I feel like, because it's funny, yeah, you'd think, you literally look at the song, you know, I'm the guy who's talking about misogyny and feminism and stuff. Why do I love this song? I think it's because it's, it's kind of both silly and catchy and fun and kind of a brilliant commentary. Uh, pop on this music, very... pop yeah. music does that. It's yeah. It's just, um, but you know, it is it is a you know a, a, an upbeat kind of you know fun sounding thing, and he's saying these horrible things. And it's like right. every breath you take, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Under, yes. Uh, yes. What sounds like That's a beautiful, good... loving "Hey" song yeah. is really about yeah. stalking. There's like a, there's like Straight. a whole like subset of songs yeah. that are just like. Like yeah. beautiful weird pop incel songs, anthems, but like they, they were meant general. to be ironic, but yeah. some people don't get that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like always the the main like one of the worst you know the problems of any kind of creative thing is when someone takes the wrong message from it or like you know, um, I think uh, uh, someone I think in one of uh, uh, your your podcast, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, superhero ethics, uh, Paul Hop. Is that his name? Paul Hoppy. Paul yep. Hoppy. 
Um, yeah, they were kind of talking about uh, uh, the Joker in that context. You know, yeah. like like it's it's on one hand, it's a, he was saying it was a beautiful movie, and on the other hand, it's could you know maybe potentially inspire some Psychopaths. young uh, yeah. you know emotionally young. unstable person, you know, uh, in, yeah. in a bad way. So it's you know there's that you know always that, I guess that with with art. But, yeah, no, I think it's true, and I, and I think yeah. for me, part of what makes this song work is the song isn't either this is a totally legitimate position or let's just make fun of this. I, yeah. To me, the song is the singer kind of processing these negative emotions he's having. Like, yeah. he's, it's not that he's saying, oh, this totally other person would feel this way and they're so dumb. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of acknowledging that like, yeah, like I did feel this way and I don't like it and I'm not happy that I had those feelings, mm-hmm. but I did have those feelings. And to me, that's, there's irony, but it's a lot more self-reflective than just, oh, let's write a song about a total idiot so we can all make fun of them, you know? And I think that's yeah. why I could relate to it and be like, yeah, I, 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 you know, I remember being like, again, like 16, 17, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and... it's, it's real. The jealousy is real. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, not to get too much into it, but I mean, we live in a very like, you know, competitive culture too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know if that plays into it. Um, but yeah, it is, it is definitely something you have to grapple with at some point. You have to figure out how to keep your jealousy in check so yeah. that you don't, you know, lose the people that you love, you know? And I think just that, that particular image of the girl who laughs for no one else. Cause that, that's one of the things I remember, you uh-huh, know, like being uh-huh. out and some other guy telling jokes and her laughing at them and me uh-huh. being like, but, but I'm the one who makes her laugh. Yeah. What's, Wait, what's what that about? I'm being, yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's just, it's very real. Negative yeah. As it yeah. Is. You know what I, what, I, what I like about your guys' explanation is it really like it really feeds into the feeling of the ne- even just the title of the next song. Yeah, the world is turned and left me here. How sixteen is that? Uh huh. You know, your girlfriend breaks up with you as we were discussing last week with T Swift stuff oh. that we were doing. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn around, all of a sudden, you just feel like there's this void, nothing. The world. Yeah, hates. we just we just covered Fearless last week, so um, you know, there was a lot of teenage uh, angst. angst and stuff in that album because she was oh, eighteen sure. when yep. it came out. Um, let's uh, let's get into that third song then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next song uh, goes. You know, the second and third song are like you know a pair. So this mm-hmm. is the world has turned and left me here. Nice, nice. I love how he says he sings that that last little bit. Like every day. I, I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. like that's yeah. a good clip. Mm-hmm. I, I think this may be my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um, both okay. because of how much I I love and relate to the lyrics, but also because just musically, it, it, to me, this is just really in that sweet spot of yeah. the distortion and the grunge guitars with really just beautiful singing and some wonderful harmonies at points in the song, uh, and the I feel like you can just feel the emotion in it, you know, mm-hmm. both the, because I think one of the things that in other parts of my career, I've done a lot of study of like psychology and counseling and therapy yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. I'm not a professional therapist, but I, I did yeah. counseling work of various kinds and was yeah. licensed to do that. Um, okay. And one thing you really get clear is like people rarely are feeling one emotion, you know, and yeah. I think especially like I, I'm someone who suffered depression. I think a lot of us have. Uh-huh. 
And one of the things about depression is like your brain's going eight miles a minute in a bunch of different directions. And so lines like, um, you know, you laughed enchanted by my intellect or maybe you didn't, you know, and Uh it's just that. And uh, let me do the whole verse. Actually, I talked for hours to your wallet photograph and you just listened. You laughed enchanted by my intellect or maybe you didn't. You know, it's that he's he's both in that place where he's so stuck on her and all he wants to do is think of her. And part of him, like you were saying, John, is that 16-year-old, everything else has changed. I'm fine. It's not my fault. The whole world has betrayed me. But mm-hmm. even there, he's still like, eh, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe maybe you didn't actually laugh, even in my mind. Um, uh-huh. yeah. I, I just, I, to me, it really speaks to a place of, like, depression when you have screwed up, when you have been kind of the ass. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A, a different, a specific kind it. of depression. You're fighting it at yeah. first, yeah. but you know you shouldn't be. You're like, Yeah, you know was... deep down. All right, you, you I, I might have been, been that. I might have been a little bit of a Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Like, like, I'm thinking now, like, if you told me, you know, I'm in a relationship, and yeah. if, if the relationship ended, I would be exactly where I was before that other person appeared that's not good. Like that tells me you're not growing, you're not changing. And that's, yeah. it, it's just such a, the. Uh, it's a very different musical style, but Paul Simon is probably my favorite lyricist. Uh-huh. And, and these lyrics remind me of that a lot because a lot of Paul Simon's lyrics are kind of out there and inane and some really crazy yeah. metaphors. Yeah. But yeah. I get like, often I don't understand it, but I get it. And I feel like yeah, that about yeah. a lot of Weezer stuff that, yeah, he goes into these really deep metaphors, but I I understand exactly the emotion they're singing about. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't, and he doesn't even use too many words. Honestly, you know, mm-hmm. he really like, um, you know, is, uh, yeah. I mean, these are you know four four lines each, and you know they're not too excessive with their, um, you know, they they don't overstay their welcome with the with the tracks at all. You know, like you mm-hmm. you don't get bored. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Uh. He's he's a, a, apparently. Have you heard of his uh, songwriting technique? His crazy songwriting technique. No. What does he do? So apparently he has a uh like a book or a file just full of uh phrases, like mm. like word phrases that he has thought of that he thinks are cool, and he can take those and put them together in in different you know, uh, 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 orders and he can make a song that way now. Like he has yeah. like this weird, like, like science behind his songwriting, I guess. That, especially the geekiness <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Very Rivers <laughs> Cuomo to, to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. to go to those, those lengths and have yeah. it just all planned out. That's like, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's a really interesting way to look at songwriting too. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, just writing down that one line that pops in your head, like, oh, that's really cool, but just completely unconnected to anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the last thing is for me, um, that the line that they repeat so much at the end, do you believe what I sing now? Oh. I, I kind of wonder if in some ways he's singing it to that, that to himself, you know, it's, it's like, like you were saying, John, he's fighting it, you know? And there's yeah. sort of a sense of like, you're trying to even convince yourself when you're this depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's rough, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, very much. I, I can you know start to see where the emo kind of grandfather thing comes in, yeah, um, or at least father. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you guys want to move on to uh, speaking of A grandfather, banger. you guys want to yep. move on to Buddy Holly, the grandfather of Here rock and roll. <laughs> what a- 
one of the most incredible music videos. I was about to say, so yeah. um, oh. what did you think? What was your reaction, initial reaction, the first time you saw this music video? So I was the 16-year-old who had to be cooler than cool. I mean, not that I was cool in any way, shape, or form, but just like well, yeah, if everybody else liked it, I didn't like it because that meant it was uh, poppy and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I've been there. This was, this was obviously the breakout song. Everyone loved the video. I didn't want, I was the kid who was like, oh, you know, I mostly listened to like Simon and Garfunkel, Credence yeah, Clearwater, yeah. you know, the band. Oh, I, the I, band. I thought of myself as hating pop band. music. I had to be so yeah. much cooler than everybody else. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, they all watch, you know, MTV. I watch VH1. You know, I liked old people music. <laughs> and, right. And so everybody was talking about I really this relate music. to that. <laughs> Everyone was talking about this music video, and so just by extension, being yeah. an idiot 17-year-old, I was like, yeah. I, I can't like that video. Yeah. And then finally, like, I was over at someone's house, and we watched it, and I just was like, I, I can't not like this. This is brilliant. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's you, brilliant. Yes, yes. Right? that's awesome, because, like, that's how good of a video it is. Like, I was looking at the comments even now, like, yeah. you know, like, newer comments on the music video online, and they're like, the editing on this, oh, my God. Like... Yeah. It's it's uh, especially back then that it's was flawless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially I mean, for we, the time. Today yeah. we think that kind of CGI stuff so easy. For then it's so it was so hard to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and I also just really can't overstate like everything people I knew were listening to was Nirvana, was Pearl Jam, was mm -hmm. this yeah. you know music that was all about like life is terrible and we are everything hurts and we're so so much pain because we're white you know middle class kids and so our life is so hard blah 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i say very ironically but you know yeah. that right and so this was just i, I remember it was goofy yeah it i was, remember a friend it, saying like someone was attacking her for liking it um and she just said i the song is just joy it is just pure music yeah joy. like what yeah like that that's that's I don't know that's always the one of the the worst things about um I don't know a, a certain kind of music fan you know mm -hmm. or or any fan I guess when you know your fandom is based upon like I like this thing and that's that separates me from you because of this you know right. um you know the creative stuff like this shouldn't be used to divide you know it's like if you like it you like it if you don't you don't but don't you know it's the it's the harping on someone for enjoying something that's just right. You know, and also, like I said, <clears throat> I was that pretentious seventeen-year-old. I'll, yeah. I'll completely own up to it. But I think just the it's funny too because now we're having the same thing in the the comic book superhero world that, like I yeah. said, from Stranded Panda, I'm very yep. involved. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Of course. Where there has been so much gritty realism, and it's been like I love the boys. I love like yeah. dark stuff. Yeah. But now because we're st it's so overwhelming. That yeah. when you get like a movie like Shazam, which is just pure joy as a movie. Yeah. Like to me, the movie Shazam and this song, or like the uh, movies like Luca and. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Luca, yeah. The Mitchells versus the Machines, which is maybe my favorite like sci fi movie of the, of the last okay. year or so. Okay, okay. It's just pure joy. And to me, that's kind of what this song is. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. It's, um, you know, it's lyrically playful, but it's not really trying to say much. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a real story that that kind of started this off that he had a friend who had kind of a 60s mod style haircut and the other guys in the yeah. band were always teasing him about her haircut and so that's where the you know why are these homies dissing my girl oh and, that actually has a story that's yeah. fun okay and, and interesting <laughs> the he wanted it to be a reference to something old-timey 
But Which, originally uh, it wasn't going to be references to like 50s, 60s stuff, which is yeah. funny because that's what the music is. The original yeah. lyric was going to be, ooh, wee, ooh, you look just like Ginger Rogers, and I dance like Fred Astaire. Oh. And kind oh, of the more they cool. thought about it, the more they were like, well, that's kind of like a 30s, 40s reference, but the music here is very like 50s, 60s, uh, like bubblegum So they, they aged it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very cool. Man. Uh, and and they they have talked about a lot of this uh, this stuff like there's I think there's a 25th anniversary uh, documentary that came out uh, mm-hmm. oh no 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 25th anniversary of the blue album uh, and uh, yeah there's a lot of quotes from the whatever the Billboard interview was but I've been seeing a lot of quotes from that on this uh, a genius that we are looking at mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah oh well, let me. Um, you know what's what's great me, about this music video too is that like they even put in the like they they pause the song in the middle you know and happy days will be right back you know they really oh, tried yeah. to yeah. sell that yeah 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 <laughs> they really tried to sell that which was great some people right. really thought it was legitimately part of an episode you know oh yeah they, <laughs> well, and apparently they had to actually get the people from Happy Days to agree to it because their likenesses are being used in the video. Yeah, and it was only yeah. when um uh I forget uh Fonzarelli, I forget the, the actor's name, but the guy who plays the Oh Fonz. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Fonz. Henry 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 Winkler. Yeah. Winkler. Thank you. Winkler. Yeah. When yeah, yeah. he when it was when he like agreed to do it that the rest of them were like, Okay, sure, let's go ahead. Hell yeah, Henry Winkler. Making of it. Of course happen. the Fonz said yes. That's what I love about Henry Winkler. Henry he Winkler's is actually the, best. the coolest. Like, he is. He's like that's he why he does so many years and random stuff. Well, that's why he does guy. so many Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, he like he just they those two just clicked and they oh, get really? along. Yeah, I, I, I don't watch a lot of Adam Sandler, but he's, he's in a in lot those? of Adam Sandler. Okay, movies, okay, especially from like the nineties. Yeah, he he just ah oh, man, he's so fun. Um, but yeah, he's that, in Waterboy. Oh, I haven't seen it in a he's while. He's the coach with the playbook. Good I, I I haven't like I don't have like the Go same ahead. back knowledge of Adam Sandler. But uh, I've seen like each of those maybe like once or twice. Okay, but, okay, fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff though. He's in, uh, uh, you know, he's been around for you know since he was the Fonz. Mm-hmm. So he jumped um, the damn shark. He jumped. He <laughs> jumped the damn shark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess we want to get on to uh, one more track and then we can uh, move on to uh, our break. Sounds good. Here is Undone, the sweater song. Oh, great song. That's the ending, right? Uh, well, yeah, like yeah. pretty close to the end. Yeah, yeah. I love those really, really like you know, uh, three quarters of the way through a song, just belting vocals. You know, mm-hmm. my favorite. Uh, this oh. this whole song is just it's recorded great. It sounds great. The yeah. beginning that the with you know with the hard the hard little guitar line and bass you know and then you yeah you going to the show tonight yeah oh yeah yeah like you you got that little sketch and the talking stuff Mm. yeah yeah so it's funny because we're talking before about like the satire that people don't really get Uh i love and adore this song but this one i'll admit i learned about just this last week because you know i did i want to do some research and read about it yeah i had no idea one of you guys did that this song was meant by rivers to be about like about his crushing depression 
And see yeah. he admits that like very few people got it because they yeah. just thought it being like happy and poppy. But that part of the idea of it was supposed to be about yeah. being alone in the crowd. Yeah. And like one thing yeah. I never actually put, cause yeah, I just heard it as like random people talking at a party into yeah. what, when I actually, you read the lyrics in both the first and the second, like spoken word, yeah. it's one person being very excited about something while the other person is just saying, yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and like I, like, I didn't get that at all until I read it. And then I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. And so it's about this whole idea of that, yeah, that you could like just unravel in the middle of these things because everyone's having this great time and you're not, and you're not. And I just, I, I, I still love the song. I think it's yeah, great. It yeah. kind of adds to it. But I appreciate that even Rivers was able to admit, like, yeah, that the cut was a little too deep on that one, you know, like people just didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and and it's it's because it's such a it's such a visual uh uh i don't know chorus you know mm -hmm. like and it's it i don't know it, it seems very you know i silly. always it I, does seem very silly but, i don't know why <laughs> but i always got the depression from it because it always made well, yeah, sense to me you know yeah if you yeah. want to destroy my sweater if you want to destroy my life my feelings I guess my I just, whatever yeah here's yeah. the thread yeah. I'm gonna walk away, and as he walks away, it unravels, which means everything is everything is pulls apart and falls apart. I guess I just didn't realize it was. I, I always kind of that would, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize it was a cry for help. I guess. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? understand like, that. I think that's what he's maybe upset yeah, about. He's like, guys, guys, someone talk to me, please. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, just the sweater song. Yeah, it's fun. Like that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick was a uh, kid. And he kept trying to get people to oh, listen yeah. to him. Elliot Smith. And no one, no he one kept... listened to him. Yeah, but then they had they they put on Elliot Smith to get him back. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to chill out. Uh, yeah, yeah, classic, classic Rick and Morty. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, really uh, it's really too bad that they didn't yeah. <laughs> they didn't know. That's <laughs> a great song, and it yeah it did well. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird the way he's singing it is also like I don't know it's. It's monotone in a way. Mm -hmm. To know. me, this is the most like they might be giant style song, you know, where it's uh -huh. just, it's off the wall. Yeah. You know, if, if I tell you like, oh yeah, this is a song about like a kid who takes a gun to school. You know what I'm talking about? This is a, this yeah. is a song yeah. about, um, you know, I'm talking with Jeremy there, Pearl Jammer. Like this is a song yeah. about yeah. Uh, a guy who's been broken up with. Like you get that. If I tell you yeah. this is a song about a sweater, you're like, what? And I remember that was kind of how like when my friend Logan described it to me. This was the one he described, and I yeah, I, yeah. I listened to it because I was just so confused. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I, even without the meaning of it, like I just it, the lyrics are great. The, the yeah, tune yeah. is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I I just it, it's another great song. I think, and I'm uh, yeah yeah. I love that it and Bob it and Buddy Holly come kind of right in the middle of everything because to yeah. me they're the most. This is like, this is the meat of the album. The net, yeah. like the, these four songs are like the meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll you get know, we'll and, get to the second and I, half. I, but, yeah. I, I will admit though, I will admit too that like I, when I first heard this song from like Ted and Shesky and you know with the, yeah. the Falbos and stuff, yeah, it's like this is a song about a sweater. If you want to destroy my sweater, it's kind of. It took a couple listenings before I even like half understood what it was about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like why is he talking about a sweater? Why is he talking about a sweater like that. That's what drew yeah, it, me it in does, to pay attention. It's true. Like if you're not really like if you're just casually listening to it, it's like yeah, I'm just throw my sweater, take the stress. Why is he? What? What? What is? What? What is he? 
What does this metaphor mean? It is yeah. a little confusing. I could see that. Oh, don't um, but uh, yeah, uh, if you guys want, we can get into a quick break and then we can get back for the second half of the podcast. I, I can keep going. If you guys need a break, go for it. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to use the restroom. Go for I'll it. be back. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Album Concept Hour. I am your host, as always, uh, and uh, John will be right back. And uh, we have uh, Matthew Fox here from the, uh, sorry, I keep on wanting to say the Ethical Panda podcast, but it's the <laughs> Superhero Ethics podcast. Um, so, uh, and uh, we're going to roll right into the sixth clip uh, for the night. And uh, this is Surf Wax America. Strength and take my soul. I never thought I'd come to this. Now I can never go home. You take your car to work. I'll take my <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> um yeah, another uh, another send up to mm-hmm. uh you know one of his favorite groups, uh Beach Boys and uh, I wonder. I, I wonder if he was uh, like one of those people that like followed Brian Wilson's solo work too. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I know this is around. You know, right after when Brian Wilson had his like resurgence or whatever. So, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it, this is I another one of my absolute favorite songs on the album, and I I kind okay. of to me what they do with it I think is so interesting because I remember hearing it and feeling like. The core idea of the song of, I don't want to be part of, you know, the rat race of like normal life. I want to just go do my own thing. Yeah. Made so much sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea that go do my own thing was surfing was like, what? (laughs) Like that, that, (laughs) that. And and I remember being like, am I listening to a bunch of surfers who who (laughs) sing these music? Because surfers and yeah. D&D players, like, that didn't match in my head. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I did later read that he said that, like, you know, no one in the band knew anything about surfing. Yeah, they just that's something, loved, yeah. He, he loved Beach Boys, and so he wanted to use this kind of... And to me, that's a, that's very much the kind of nerd rock, they might yeah, be giants yeah. idea of you take this idea of surfing and just build it into an elaborate metaphor about not wanting to, you know, wanting to go and do your own thing. And yeah, yeah. I, I, one of the uh, members of the band has said that, like, they love the song, but they also recognize that it's a very sort of, you know, teenage male pretentious, like, oh, I'm I'm so unique. I'm going to go do my own thing. You all do your thing. You know, I'm so much better. And I, I think that's kind of why I have a sort of nostalgic love of at 17. I thought, like, yeah, this song, I'm going to go do my own thing. I don't want to be in the rat yeah, race. Yeah. And, and And I still have a lot of those feelings, but, like. You know, at 17, I thought I was so special and unique and all these things. And I think that's what the song is, you know? And it's, yeah. it's it, you know, and I the, the, the sound of it as well is great because it's that uh, Rivers describes it as like punk rock uh, yeah, Beach Boys, yeah. you know? Because it, and it's that yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of punk rock Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a very like, you know, yeah. hip surf rock kind of guitar style with distortion, as well as that yeah, same as we heard yeah. in that clip soft and quiet and then into the crashing guitars and loud vocals yeah 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 yeah. no it is it's it's a really uh uh it, i like that it's like after the sweater song too you know because mm-hmm. it's it's the sweater song is kind of you know a little slower 
you know, a little, uh, you know, low key, and then it gets back into the, you know, the the upbeat stuff. It, right. it goes really. It, it does. The yeah. album flows very well. Yeah, the yeah. album yeah. does a loud soft, just like loud soft, just, just like thing. Um, your partner was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah especially yeah. because the the next song we're getting to is, I think, probably the the most kind of emotionally wreck, wrecking in the song, and and so yeah, this is a perfect little. Yeah, it's it's upbeat and it's peppy, but it's also very much kind of like an "f you" to the world song. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I love it. you picked a perfect clip actually as well because Thank the you. clip you had really shows a musical style that they do a lot in this album, which yeah. is where you have two singers singing totally different lyrics and totally different yeah. melodies, but they intertwine so well. And to me, that's like. That's like a Sondheim musical theater opera kind of technique, you know, and it's, yeah, it's again, yeah. a very elevated, like to me, there's just, you know, I, I studied music for one semester in college. Oh, you did, I did. I did as well. And I quickly realized I was not meant to be a music student, but it, it <laughs> the song has that very kind of highbrow sense of like, yeah. we're using a lot of cool musical tricks, but also telling a fun story. Yeah, I was in a uh, pop punk band for six years, and uh, I was the backup vocalist, and so that was that was my thing. And I love any you know really well uh, you know landed uh, vocals mm. like this. Uh, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, you know, of course, was like a revelation when I finally actually heard it in its entirety, or whatever. Which we did just, on the podcast. Which we did again, on the podcast. This uh, episode. Yeah, last season on the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it is a different set of skills than just regular, you know, uh, rock stuff, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, you have to have an ear for it. It's, oh my God, it's so, so important. Uh, I think it's funny. I, I did the same thing. I went to Madison media Institute for a year and like, oh, that, nice. yeah, that yeah. didn't, I realized that. Yeah, you see, I mean, thing. you know, music, <laughs> music inspired us to try it out, you know, see what was going on a little bit, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, and hopefully we have a, you know, can have a deeper appreciation for music, uh, from what little we've found out, but, um, let's get into the next track. Uh, this is, uh, this is a really, uh, uh, emotional, uh, kind of weighty song. It's uh, say it ain't so here we go. Things are good. So I hear You can't Sorry. just not Sorry. do yeah yeah at the end yeah. Of, uh, it's yeah it's, it's great, one of those moments clip. on the album though yeah great clip right mm -hmm. yeah yeah thank you, thank you. Oh, um man. but yeah it's a really I mean this really it, it what well, a of all it fits in the '90s and '94 so well this is like borderline like straight up grunge I think yeah you I know think so. um and the subject matter is some of very grunge. is grunge too yeah because he's talking about you know his relationship with his father stepfather alcoholism there's some heavy stuff yeah, uh, being discussed here and the, the story of the song is that um when rivers was fairly young his father left his mother in part because of his alcoholism mm -hmm. and then when he was 16 he came home and saw a bottle of Heine, of Heine, uh, heineken a heineken yeah yeah uh, yep, yep. in the fridge and it gave him this kind of flashback as he started to realize, like, wait, my stepfather's drinking a lot, too. And I, uh -huh. to me, the, the song is so personal. You know, it yeah. talks about, like, I, I, I guess his father had kind of, like, cleaned up and found Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but he still has all those feelings. Yeah. And um, 
my parents both had, my mother especially, but my father somewhat too, both really wrestled with alcoholism. My uh-huh. mother for all of her life before she passed uh-huh. away. And, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and, and, and so this song, it it really spoke to me on such a level. because It is musically so good. You just want to sing along to it. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the fact that it is so... It's such an overdone karaoke song, or else I would be one of those overdoing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. karaoke. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the, you know, the lyrics are both so like broad, but also very much just a, you know, Rivers is very personal story. And I just, it, it's just such a, I don't know what else to say about the song. You know, I think are, it's just are perfect. Are you very familiar with his, uh, with the later Weezer stuff? Or are you more I'm into not the, really, the I, period that reason, you like, were kind of young? This album was just so perfect that I kind of never yeah. really followed up with it. Like I listened to Pinkerton uh-huh. a couple of times and didn't quite get yeah. it. Yeah. And then yeah. never really kind of lost touch with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, that seems to be the story for, for some people. I like, and uh, I'm definitely one of those people too. I picked up one album and I enjoyed that one album and mm-hmm. I, I didn't go back for another one because yeah. the internet was happening. There's so many options, you know, it's, you know, uh, uh, it's hard to support one band. Sorry, Weezy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, really, um, you know, great, like, you know, it's great instrumentals. It's great lyrics. It's just, again, yeah, it goes, it it breaks down into the, you know, the, the, the dad part, which is Mm -hmm. really, yeah, I don't know. Mm It's just, there is a lot to say about this one. Just the whole, the, the chorus really is just, you know, Yeah, yeah, you know, you, yeah, yeah. You you, you want to be doing that too, you know. You want to be yeah. humming that. Yeah, yeah. That, just everyone the, in the crowd just, just like, yeah. and just yelling. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just it's got to be a great live. It, it's song. it's a head banger. Did you ever kinda, see them you know? live? Uh, I I didn't. Which is we talked okay. before about sweater song. Apparently, yeah. for a number of years, they would ad lib the the spoken word, so it was different every night when they were doing oh, concerts for Sweater. Fun. Yeah, no, I, I never cool. got to see them live. I've heard they're great. But um Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I've I've heard stories too. Uh cuz I listen to a lot of LA podcasts. So they, you know, mm-hmm. they're an LA band, so they end up in a lot of these stories every now and again. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, this next track uh, we have for you guys is uh, can uh I just say one last quick oh, thing on this one. Yeah, yeah. I just um you know, growing up I was a big baseball fan and I, I think uh the, the generation that I, Rivers is maybe only a couple of years old than I am. We're yeah. a similar generation. And the, yeah. you know, through Field of Dreams and the Chicago, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories in our generation as we were kids yeah. about Shoeless Joe and all that. And yeah. say yeah. it ain't so, you know, those are the words, like there's a famous, I, I think it might be apocryphal, I don't know, but the idea is that a kid went up to Shoeless Joe Jackson and said, say it ain't so, you know, about oh. were you gambling? Say on it the, ain't so, Joe. Yeah, were you gambling oh. on the 1919 uh, World Series? And so I love that. It's just... <laughs> It, wow. There's just so much in the song that's so smart, you know. It's such a yeah. That's and it sounds so pretentious wow. saying that, but I love Jesus. it. Jesus, that like it ah that that just it made it just I just felt the the wrinkle in my brain just just get created <laughs> for this song. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, wow, Rivers Cuomo, man, just just killing it, and in mm-hmm. this first album, just blows my mind. Mm. Um, and anyway, the, so the but the next track, um, you get to really. You get to know Rivers Cuomo, like yeah. like more so than the rest of the album before this. I mean, say it ain't so. You get to know him in a deeply personal and emotional way, and then this, you get to know like what he likes, what he's into, and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very fun. So here's in the garage. I've got 
Ah, just right, just steering yeah. right into geek rock. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nerd rock. Yeah, yeah. Just steering right into the skid. It's fantastic. You know, uh, we talk about the song from time to time among the pandas because. Oh yeah. It, oh, it's, the it's garage. It's funny to me how in some. Well, I think I I think that Wait. his band name might be reference to that. I'm not sure. Oh shit! Well, please but, a, please ask him. I, like that's I I definitely. would love to know. <laughs> but, but to me, it's more that. This song is funny because it's not really true anymore. I mean, the yeah. the core idea of feeling like uh-huh. you're an outcast, but like the things that you love, you could find yeah. your own people. But like part of what the song is about was back when if you liked the X-Men, Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, if you liked Dungeons and Dragons, if you liked yeah. you know, Kiss, you were not cool. Yeah. That's not true anymore. <laughs> like, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. today, like Geek is made, you know, the, the, the great line from Leverage, from Hardison and Leverage, you know, age yeah. of the geek, baby. And, and so it's, there's kind yeah. of a fun nostalgia to me of like, oh, yeah, I remember when being into the X-Men wasn't like just the cool thing that everyone did because it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, because, it, it, yeah, it, I grew up with the cartoon series of the, of the comics. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was my original MCU, DCEU, whatever. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah. So well, you know, it's like, it's like even Power Rangers. Like, I have found groups on Facebook where I can mm-hmm. just, it's hundreds and thousands of people where I can yeah. just talk. They're yeah. talking Power Rangers stuff. Yeah, yeah. Current, old, all over the board. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we definitely live in the, the golden age for for geekdom and and mm-hmm. fandom. You know, oh, we have so many comms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, less these days. Cons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just musically, there's so much I love about the song, but I but I need to, you know, just to just to rag on one little thing because it's, okay. it's gonna be a, a hilarious part of the song. Yeah, yeah. The word garage does not has more than one syllable. And yet they yeah. try so hard, to, like the line in the garage. Like they try so hard to make it a yeah, one syllable yeah. word, and it just sounds a little ridiculous. But the song's so good, you don't really care, you know. Yeah, I don't think I ever you knew. Get over that. Like this is one that I I was not actually familiar with um, mm. until like I didn't look at the lyrics until this listen through. Um, I no. always noticed the like the first lo- like verse when I was would hear it randomly like. D12 and Dungeon Master's Guide? Okay. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize you're saying garage. Trevor, Trevor just <laughs> yeah. started a dungeon a Dungeons and Dragons mm, group. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah, he'll be a, a no, future, wait, you future know, guest. You know Trevor. what I uh, what I like about this song too is that it, it even is like a silent callback almost to uh, Joe's Garage. You ever heard that? Uh, that's the um, Is that Zappa? Zappa, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, even just the song, like, because the, there's yeah. a song called Joe's Garage. That's the, mm. the, and and even that song is just about like a bunch of kids hanging out in Joe's garage doing doing you know, right? Huh. Like stupid <clears throat> nerd shit. Interesting. You know? And yeah. that's it's updated version, I guess. I, I I like it. I don't know. Yeah, I I just think it's a really good song. It, it speaks to you. It's you know, like I said, it today liking those things wouldn't be what makes you an outcast. But like we're all, you know, it could be because of you know. You're queer in some way, like you're, and I say that uh-huh. as someone who is bisexual and transgender myself, like, uh-huh. you know, uh, it could be that, you know, whatever it is you like, you're into anime and the people around you don't like it. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. an incredibly relatable song. Yeah, because, like, I mean, there's there's always still places where, you know, 
there are, there's definitely places where being a nerd is not cool right. still. You know what I mean? It's like popular for sure. And, uh, you know, um, I, I think, you know, millennials and zillennials have taken a big step forward. Absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and treating each other have a little better. Seen, have you seen but, how uh, they, uh, it, I mean, have you seen their festivals? They're, they're <laughs> out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. Haven't, I, I don't know. I, I'm really old now, so I haven't well, really it, been to the new ones. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I know like Trevor's sister goes to him, you know, and I, mm-hmm. um, I, I'll also just say that I, it's, I, it's all, all, it's all out there. Yeah, yeah. I'll also just say to me, the song is also that kind of grandfather of emo thing because it's very uh-huh. kind of self-deprecating. It's self-mockery. And then, like, yeah. th- there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of emo songs that I listen to where I sort of think, has anyone told the singer that he's rich and famous now? And like, this has the same, you know, like the idea of millions of people listening to the lyric, "No one hears me sing these songs," is just like, it, 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 you really get yeah. that, like, yeah. he's grown. He's not that loner anymore, but still, that's that's what he yeah, carries. Yeah, it, it's and, funny. It's it's by. The second that he put it out, it was all immediately incorrect. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, he, I mean, he couldn't have saw coming, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you you always hope that you're going to, like, blow up or something or your record's going to catch on or a song's going to catch on. But you don't ever, you know, expect to go platinum with your first outing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure that, um, yeah, we're going to do Pinkerton at some point too, but I'm, I'm really curious to see how that changes his yeah. perspective, uh, from album to album. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's that fun, like self-referential self-deprecating that I, I really like yeah. a lot of emo music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, except for the, some of the emo music that I grew up with, it, it turned that corner where they were just self-entitled and like... Yeah. Didn't understand their oh. pri- privilege, or pr- yeah. privilege, you know. Um, no, yeah. You know what's kind of funny about what you were just saying about this, about both of you guys, about the, this song being like the moment it came out. You know, it was. Um, I I read something where like they were talking about uh, this song and the next song. Yeah. And how they were both kind of like written in the moment, like uh-huh. when they got the money they got the deal mm, you know nice. and by the time that they, they oh, released yeah. this all that was gone so yeah. the feeling was gone but the songs are pretty good yeah you talked about taylor swift you know like taylor swift sings these songs about being like the the shy girl who no one notices because the quarterback's l- looking at the cheerleader anymore you know that's not taylor swift anymore if it ever no, was not but, at all yeah but, yeah you know, the one thing i'll say about the song is for me it also was kind of special because i grew up in new york city um, I, I would have killed to have a garage. You know, I grew up in a tiny little oh, New York yeah, City apartment yeah, yeah, yeah. where the idea of having a room in my house that I could play electric guitar without driving oh everyone else in that family nuts or even like find a space to play D&D. So to me, having a garage was this like mystical, mythical thing that we saw on, you know, all the movies about 80s suburbia, but that I didn't actually yeah. do myself. So yeah, yeah. You know, my, that's, that's funny because my girlfriend actually tells me the same thing. Oh, like yeah. She grew up in an apartment, yeah. and then like I took her out to my house to like visit my parents. You yeah, know, he's, she's he's like a country boy, and she's like, "Holy crap! Oh yeah, so much. You space. live on an acre of land everywhere. There's, There's space, space everywhere. <laughs> the house is huge. You have a three car garage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Regular country stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we got one more. We got uh, sorry, two more oh. tracks. Um, and uh, this next song is Holiday, track nine. Oh, 
Yeah, they get into the they, guitar solo thing. They play this song on like Pandora, like '90s Pandora. Like, oh, they play this a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This must have been played on like alternative radio or something a lot. Oh, absolutely. Because it yeah. like it's not one of their like pop, you know, billboard yeah. hits, but like everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. You a can, lot you of can people play still it. know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you know? a nice. It's in a nice level of of uh, uh, how many people know it. You know, some people might be listening mm-hmm. to it for the first time. Yep. That's fun. Yeah, I think this is probably my least favorite song on the album, and I think what yeah. what you just said is kind of perfect because I I think it's the least Weezer song. This, like, the guitars are very good, but very, like, kind of classic grunge, alternative 90s guitars. uh And the song's not really about anything. It's about, like, wanting to go on a holiday. And there's some cool, like, there's a Jack Kerouac reference. Uh The title Uh is a a Beach Boys reference. But it it doesn't, to me, this is the we need another song to fill out the album kind of song. And I think, like, it's fine. And and again, again, too, to my point, like, like like I was saying earlier, is that, they yeah, wrote yeah. this right after they got the money. They needed yeah. some songs to yeah. fill out the album. Right. And they got signed. They got a deal. And they wrote this one in the, the joy of being insta insta well, millionaire. This is when they were this know? is when they were like probably blowing their like uh signing bonus yeah, and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what this is that's what really this uh seems to be about. Um, you know what I mean? Like and oh say, okay, so I had this theory that I was thinking last track, but I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. So I just noticed so this album's kind of like an apple or onion for this analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs really work in pairs. You know, no one else, the world's turning left me here, works in a pair. Buddy Holly, then Undone, you know, Buddy Holly is him at his most, like, confident, and then Undone mm-hmm. is, is him at his most depressed and, like, you know, uh, uh, just raw. Then we got Surf Wax America, which is, you know, another really positive kind of thing. Um, you know, nostalgic over that culture in the 60s. And then Say It Ain't So, you know, which is addressing some realities of his past, mm-hmm. you know. Then In the Garage and the Holiday, In the Garage oh, yeah, is at like, Home, Holiday, somewhere else. Yeah, and it's then like where I think, he started to where he yeah. is now. I, I yeah. like that. And then My Game is Jonas it. and Only in Dreams, like just... Are the kicker and just the, the They just sound thematic, like they, they sound very similar in some yeah. ways. So. Yeah, I think that makes sense, and and yeah. that holiday I think is kind of like my name is Jonas. They're they're probably the yeah. two songs of this album that I would never yeah. independently listen to, uh-huh. but on the album itself they work. You know, especially because yes. we'll get into only in dreams is the very yeah. kind of like seventies prog rock three minute mm-hmm. guitar piece, and and this is kind of yeah. a nice sort of like transition of like yeah, let's just kind of yeah. give you like a basic alternative rock song with some yeah. fun guitars, and then we're really gonna you know. Yeah. Get into the the music nerd stuff. Well, you know what? What again? What I like about this song too is that like it really shows a, a very Weezer style, though, in the sense of they put like you know like the the way they're they're singing the song is very like basic pop. But then yeah. the instrumentation is very rock grunge yeah. alternative. You well, know, yeah, it's lots it's, of distortion. It is one of those you know? songs that kind of shows you that you should never be surprised if Weezer is making poppy songs. Mm-hmm. I right. guess you know because that's the mistake some people make with Weezer in general is that they think that you know all they are is the first two albums and then they sold out, quote unquote. 
but like they were on the Windows 95 computers with the first CD, so they sold out immediately. So like mm. you know, it's um they they some people don't you know, see it as selling out. Well, no, I know I, I, I don't see points. it as selling out either. Um, yeah. I think that it's just you know if you want to have a career in something creative, you need to continue to create and uh. So yeah, I mean, un unless you're like platforming some horrible company that really just does not deserve your face or so or whatever, you know, um, you you know, you got you got at least you know be be judicious. But it seems that someone at somebody at some point always does like a credit card ad. It seems you know yeah, what I mean. Very like much it's so. like that's like the peak of celebrity uh, uh, stardom or whatever. It's like oh, who's you got get more a, you get money a credit than card the credit commercial. card? <laughs> credit card companies. And, and I will say it's kind of funny because. Even even like yeah, this is kind of a you know it's about just going off on a holiday. Yeah. But even yeah. there, it's still that kind of Weezer idea of like, you know, talking about to a strange and distant land where they speak no word of truth, but we don't understand anyway. You know, it's about like uh -huh. kind of some of the nervousness about going on holiday or the, yeah. the not knowing where you're going and uh, yeah. the very Jack yeah. they quote Jack Kerouac, you know, that very idea yeah, of just yeah, being yeah. on the road and not you know wherever the wind's gonna blow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it does, mm -hmm. it, it's you know it's not my favorite, but it does have a lot of that same Weezer you know ethos to it. Yeah, yeah, and it really I think it sets up for uh, the next track pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, it's because yeah, yeah. I, I'll play the next track and then we we can uh, talk about it. Uh, here is only in dreams. Now that one was really hard to pick for. Mm -hmm. That was. Um, you just went with the ending. Uh, I went with what I, their, I their, thought their was like the climax of the the song. Like that's what I think is probably the the peak where it, it starts to go, I guess back and 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 start to kind of fade out with the the jam. I you know, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. I just listened to the song tonight. Yeah. You know, for the first time. Yeah. And I can honestly say that. As a first-time observer of this song, I would have I would have gone between this pick, or one of them where they try to fit only in dream like they, yeah. they that, <laughs> yeah. that's awkward in some parts and mm -hmm. that's and yeah. but they still kind of make it work kind of like what you were saying about one of the earlier oh, the songs dream. Yes. garage yeah. yeah the garage one <laughs> yeah like it. it 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 doesn't it doesn't really work sometimes but it works yeah, yeah. but it doesn't. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't follow it doesn't. the rules uh, necessarily of like pop vocals all the time. Like you, you, know? you, you want to fit my in there sometimes, you know? Like, come yeah. on, just. I, I mean, to me, this is like this is prog rock. You know, this is very yeah. like nineteen. Yeah. Like, this is someone who's listened to a lot of Rush. You know, concept albums, yeah. Jethro yeah. Tull kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because you think it's an eight-minute song, and then read the lyrics. It's not even a full page. You know, it's no. Just, there's not much. It, it's no. a very, but it, it's funny. This song was. In part because of my parents uh, and their problems, but weren't just who I am. I, I was not yeah. officially straight edge in high school, but I didn't get drunk. I didn't get stoned. Most uh -huh. of my friends did. Yeah. This was the song where I most often was like, oh, yeah, I'm the only sober one in the room. Because as far as I can tell, this is a great <laughs> song to, like, get stoned and just, like, oh, zone definitely. out on the oh, floor. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I have a lot of memories of that. But it's, yeah. you know, it, it, the guitar is so good in it. Yeah. And the idea seems like so perfect for this whole concept of the album because it's about yeah, like yeah. 
all these wonderful things might be ethereal. They might, it might just yeah. all be dreams. You know, you, yeah. the getting the girl, the, um, the, the idea of all yeah. the success you're going to have, it might just mm -hmm. only be in dreams. And yeah, those kind of, uh, um, you know, stereotypes of st success. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? You guys want to know, uh, the first way that I heard this song? No, tell us. So, so, um, this was back in like early 2000s, probably. I was in high school, and uh, or junior high. I forget. It might be junior high. But um, we, we we would get these anime music videos uh, downloaded from like Kazaa or LimeWire or something. And I had we had a collection of anime music videos, which was literally my first introduction into music. Um, and one of them was Cowboy Bebop and this song. And it was like, you know, it was it was Spike and um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the other two leads, but um, but it was all of their like stories culminating and the music and everything was just so perfectly like aligned with it. And like, this is definitely one of my favorite songs uh, of theirs at all. Like, I mean, I think it's I personally think it's their their best song. I know that's a, a strong statement, but like. Uh, probably because it's the the first one I heard, and it was impactful at for me at such a, yeah. a young age. Uh, that etherealness of it, like even at you know the young age where I couldn't understand any of the deeper stuff, like mm -hmm. I was just like this. This song is transcendent. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because being a hardcore fan, you know, of the MCU, of Star Wars, of all these things I talk about on the podcasts. Yeah, I, I've started distinguishing between what is my favorite and what I think is the best, you know? And that there are times yeah. where I will say, like, I think Empire Strikes Back is hands yeah. down the best Star Wars movie. It's not my uh -huh. favorite necessarily. I, I feel the same way about okay, this song. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think in terms of just musical quality and artistry and all this kind of stuff, uh -huh. I think it's... I can't speak to their later work. I think it's pretty yeah. easily the best song on the album. It's not my mm. favorite, but I do think it's very good. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I there's one line in particular that just always spoke to me so much, and it's yeah, it's again that Paul Simon they might be giants kind of idea of using these out there metaphors, but they work. Yeah, yeah. And it's in the second verse, and he's talking about how like he's kind of glad in some ways that you know she's floating in the air and that it's a dream because he says that way there's no way that way there's no way I will crush your pretty toenails into a thousand pieces. Oh and, yeah. You know, it's again that like. I don't know where he's getting these metaphors from, but the idea of feeling <laughs> yeah, like, right. to me, what that speaks to is I am this big, lumbering, awkward boy. Uh -huh. And if I could ever like, you know, hold oh. the girl I'm seeing, who's just so pretty and perfect. I just, I, you know, it's a very, again, like yeah. teenage male, yeah. romanticized, but kind of misogynistic. Cause like up on uh -huh. a pedestal, yes. but still that idea yeah. of like who I'm, and, and, for me, uh, not to get too personal, but uh, yeah. I, I'm I don't identify as male. I'm I'm non-binary now. Yeah. And so a lot a lot of that kind of like feeling the clunkiness of being male is even uh -huh. more so for uh -huh. me because realizing it was something that never quite fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just that that one line speaks to me. So it, to me, it's such a Paul Simon kind of line. You know, it's just way yeah. out there. Yeah. But the core truth of it makes so much sense, and it's so perfect uh -huh. to the song. Yeah, and and which is so like I think core also to um, you know pop punk moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of it is about the 
you know, typical uh, heteronormative teenage male, per, you know, uh, uh, experience, you know, yeah. high school experience, you know, um, which, you know, I actually, you know, did have a problem with for a little while because I was in pop punk. And mm-hmm. um, after I, you know, grew up a little bit and I wasn't as into it as much, I looked back and I was like, oh, man, there's so much cringy stuff here because there's so many like, you know, toxic like relationship ideas and stuff. Um and uh, yeah, I think this is a really uh, a positive uh, version of that, you know, where he I think he's, you know, I, I think he's conscious of it. He's doing it ironically a lot of the time. He's making jokes. He's trolling a little bit with uh, the, the songwriting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think he is he, he's actually out, out there, uh, you know, being this possessive like the second track. I hope right. not. Um, but uh yeah, yeah, I don't get the I don't get the feeling from his early Rivers Cuomo yeah. thing, you know. It, to to me, this song is very much like the other side of the coin of a song that is very much a favorite of mine, but I think much less yeah. realistic, uh yeah. Teenage Dirtbag. Because okay. Teenage Dirtbag is about the geek who just, you know, yeah. he does nothing to in any way make himself interesting to this woman. But one day yeah. she just comes up to him out of nowhere and says, you know. I've got these, you know, tickets. Let's go to a, a hard rock show because I'm just uh-huh. like you. And like, yeah, 17, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Until you realize you hold on to that idea too much. Now you're the guy online who says, why don't any girls like me when you're never actually doing anything to make yourself likable? Um, uh-huh. and, yeah. And, and That's a me, hard place to be. It, it is. It really is. And to me, this song is the much more realistic version of, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you're just the one sitting in the corner watching the person you're in love with of whatever gender they are but but in the trope mm-hmm. it's often a, a guy yeah. and a girl yeah yeah especially in the 90s yeah if it is because now it's only in dreams do you think about it you don't ever uh-huh. try to go up to her you don't ever yeah a- yeah just take the chance as the yeah, lyric says yeah yeah, yeah so oh, I, just, I, I just love it like aspirational hey, yeah. if i could if, yeah. I, if yeah. I had a nickel for how many times somebody told me just go talk to her you know especially mm-hmm. when i was younger like in my Below right. my yeah. early twenties, yeah, 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 you know? Defi- yeah, yeah. When I was just I a was shy little boy. Definitely yeah. awkward in high school, you know. Um, I think most of us are. I think, yeah. you know, there's the, the the rare exceptions that are like, you know, I don't know, are able to at least put on the persona that they are uh, uh, mature, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's funny because now, you know, they just go up and talk to her, like. If she's wearing headphones, don't do that. You know, like yeah. <laughs> respect people's privacy and don't. But yeah, but also that like shoot your shot. You know, if you can do it in uh-huh. a respectful way. Uh, and I, I also just want to say, I it's totally coincidence. I think because they came out at the same time. But to the the other album that was very influential for me at this exact time was Smash by Offspring that came out right at the oh, same time. Yeah, yeah. And. That and to me, this great. song and and self esteem on that album are very oh, similar. I love self esteem, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that so is my good. jam. Yeah. It was so yeah. my jam. And like my my best friend, when he actually at my wedding, he gave a talk about how like I just had a lot of really unhealthy relationships with a lot of people because yeah. I was that person. Like you know, uh-huh. I uh-huh. you know I I'm an oh, idiot. I, I, I let her come over. Every every yeah. time every time I, I hear that, that song, I I rock <laughs> right out to those lyrics. Right? It's and, hard to say no when she's ready to go. <laughs> and, and, and to me, that's why these songs, because it's the person who can only imagine in a dream that they could be with the person. Well, now uh-huh. if you 
are with the person, now you're then never going to say no to them because it's the the dream come true. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole pedestal. Yeah, kind of you're, yeah, you're bringing up all sorts of of, of old thoughts. Issues. Yeah, <laughs> there's, just, there's a great conversation between these two songs, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. Which, actually, now that I think of it, if you ever want me back on, if you haven't done Smash by Offspring, I'd love to okay. do that one too. Okay. Nice. I don't think it's on the list yet, but that. we should we should uh, definitely do some Offspring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I only saw the drummer for Offspring when he was in Tom DeLonge's band, Angels and oh, Airwaves. Nice, nice. So that's the closest I got to to the Offspring, except for oh, well, Crazy Taxi. There was Crazy Taxi, yeah. of course. But uh, you know, that's its own special. Ray thing. Cray. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that, well, before we get out of here, though, uh, uh, I just wanted to, you know, ask you, you know, uh, what do you uh, got to plug, and uh, what have you been listening to lately? Sure. Um, well, in terms of what I've been listening to lately, funny enough, actually, I kind of rediscovered Weezer because they've been yeah. doing like some fun covers of various things. You know, they yes. did a cover. Yeah. Of, yeah. Lately, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff. They did a cover they... of Africa, which it turns out, like, you know, God bless Twitter. Some person, I think they're. Their their tweet their their Twitter handle was uh, t- uh, Africa Weezer and they just kept tweeting again and again please cover this song and so one day they just did it they, um, oh oh so this was some they didn't you didn't just know do that? this out of nowhere okay no no oh no that this was a whole campaign <laughs> I remember this <laughs> they, they also right. do, oh wow they also do a That's cover great. of Lost in the Woods which is a song yeah. that I want to get into at some point it's from Frozen uh-huh. Two. Okay. I think the song is the best like takedown of toxic masculinity that I've ever heard in my life. Okay. And, okay. and so the fact that they do that. So yeah. I've listened to a lot of that. Uh, I listened to a lot of, um, I was listening to in the Heights for a while because have you listened to their new album? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I, there's, I, they've got some new singles out. Uh, one of them was, one of them was real good. I liked their first what, is it one. Turquoise, the new one. I, I'm I'm not sure. I, someone mentioned turquoise. I, I was listening to a Weezer podcast, and someone mentioned mm-hmm. turquoise. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, yeah, and I'll admit. I mean, the thing is, right now, so much. I'm so into podcasts as well as watching the stuff that I podcast about. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to music as much. Mostly, I listen to music when I um, you know, when I'm doing the dishes or folding laundry or like my my partner and adulting I adulting things. Well, yes. it's adulting, but also my partner and I have radically different tastes in um, yeah podcasts so we mostly listen to music together uh, and, and yeah, mostly we, we have these like playlists we've put together yeah yeah and up to all over the map i mean she's gotten me into very into one direction and taylor swift and stuff like that i mean i mm-hmm. i could now go off on one direction i used to think they were idiot boy pop they still are yeah. but there's also so much depth to them that i love uh-huh. but yeah I, I i think i'm really glad you invited me on because this has kind of reminded yeah. me like i enjoy listening to a whole album i should do that more you know, if I didn't, uh, one thing that's weird uh, is when I, with this podcast, it's been a while since I listened to stuff just for myself. I listen to music all the time now, but right. like it's all, almost always for the podcast. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm in this like weird place where it's like, what do I like? Because yeah. like I'm just I'm just like you know just consuming as much you know whatever we cover. You and know. I'll and I'll tell you too. And to give him credit as well, like just just on this podcast alone, I know when my when my girl started listening to us, yeah, she would be like, yeah, there'd be ones where I'd be like, yeah, I know that, that's great, and then there'd be ones where I'd like, what? And I she try to listen to some of them, yeah. and she just couldn't get through, you know. Yeah, imagine if you go from like and, the Taylor Swift episode to the sleep episode, yeah, yeah, see, like, and that's what she was talking about, you know, yeah. and and then and then he's doing side B at the same time every week. 
So he's covering oh, even yeah. more just random albums and because they're weird, named after a state. Weird state-specific uh, songs that get weird, just weird. <laughs> but I do want you to know I really appreciate what you were saying because that's what we strive to do here. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, 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 definitely. I, yeah. I think you're bringing back a lost art. You know, it's something people don't think about it anymore. So. Uh, in terms Dude, of my own yeah. plugs, uh, first of all, I will plug, as I said, The Garage, yeah. the yeah, Matthew yeah. Carroll's band. Yeah. They're very much geek rock. He has an entire album just Definitely. about Star Trek. Great stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in terms of my own stuff, if uh, I've had a lot of rambling today, but if for some weird reason you're not bored of me and you want to hear more of my own stuff, yeah. uh, the, I, I, I run two podcasts. One is Superhero Ethics. We've talked about a lot. Yes. Uh, we just put up an episode about uh, the, the sort of archetypal character of Robin and what happens Ooh. when Robin goes off on his own or their own and is no longer Oof. with uh, yeah. Batman. Yeah, there's that a was lot a fun of, one. There's a we, lot to talk about there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to check that out. <laughs> we've done episodes on uh, all, all sorts of recent Marvel stuff, DC, yeah. Suicide Squad. But mm-hmm. the other podcast I do is called um, Star Wars Universe Podcast. Where Oh, okay. We, You're, you do that one. Yeah, we geek out pretty hard about Star Wars. We just did a nice. whole bunch of episodes on The Bad Batch. But I would Ooh. say to people, especially if you're very geeky, yeah. one of the proudest reviews that I've ever gotten was a one-star review where someone basically attacked me for not having basically memorized like every detail of every vid- Star Wars video game. And, and he was saying like, <laughs> you know, if you're podcasting, you should know that like the Banthas are this. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? That's the, our podcast. It's much more about the characters and the story and the world mm-hmm. building. Yeah. And yeah. If you're the person who's memorized all the different droid names, I love that for you. But it, it oops, I hit my microphone. It's okay. But if you're looking for more something that's not quite that, but is much more about like the character connections and the story, Star Wars Universe podcast, we have a lot of fun with and definitely check it out. Yeah, some people are just looking for an information dump in a podcast. And uh, that's generally not what podcasters are trying to do. (laughs) It's it's, the medium is for conversation. So (laughs) And I will say, I mean, there are some great Star Wars Star Wars podcasts out there that do They have the conversation that's all about like the cool tech and the yeah, they know yeah. all the names of all the you know yeah. Leia's children from different uh-huh. extended universe stuff can and, speak a language from the the universe or something yeah and like I, yeah yeah I'm so glad that those podcasts are out there. This yeah, is just yeah. a kind of a different take. Yeah 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 yeah. So um, yeah, if you want to hear a, a really nice conversation about that stuff. Um, yeah, go on over, check either of those out, but, um, thank you. yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we'll do our plugs, uh, after you, uh, get going, uh, since yeah, I know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta run, but, um, right. yeah, thank you, thank you, thank so, you so much. much. And, uh, oh, I'll send you, you, I'll send you my, uh, uh, email address to send the, uh, link to, if that's awesome. cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, right. yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Appreciate later, you. man. Thank you. You were great. All right. Awesome. Ah, great having him on. Jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up though, uh, and uh, I'll ask you, John. What are you listening to? What do you got to plug? Well, bro, as I as I think I brought up one week or so, I don't know. I get I get a little drunk sometimes in these podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Springsteen lately. Ah, okay. And okay. I really highly suggest that we should do um, "Born in the USA." Um, mm. I've I've listened to the whole album. Yeah. And it really is. It's like even though he's from New Jersey. Yeah. It's oddly enough, it's it's like it's like a postcard from like our Midwest values. So maybe he's got the same values in well, New Jersey. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I but think it was supposed to be like it. Oddly, is it supposed to be like commentary on what it's commonly like used for? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed and to be you know, kind of like anti-nationalistic rather than 
nationalistic. Yeah, and it, but uh, no, and it really does a good job yeah. of that, and it really, it really gives and it, it like e- every song's a banger, even the yeah. ones that aren't like hits, you know. Yeah, he, he mostly does and bangers, so. and it really, it really does. It gels yeah. together. Okay. It, it you can you can find like a, a, a story in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm adding that one to the list. Yeah, okay. I'm adding that one to the list. And if you want to prime yourself for some uh, some Bon Jovi, we did an episode of uh, about mean, New mean, Jersey mean, on oh, side bon- B. I was talking about. Uh, oh um, shit! Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Bon Jovi did an album called New Jersey. My bad. Both New Jersey guys. Yes. Um, there we go. Never mind. Never mind. But um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I just I'm late to the party. But I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Motherfucking glad Joffrey's dead. Yeah. Nobody that spoils guy. stuff for him. All oh, right. Oh. He's just gotten to the point where Joffrey's gone. Joffrey's you know. Gone. So. Thank God. Just don't don't look him up and start sending him spoilers. I want to see how he reacts. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, um, yeah. I uh, just l- wait listen to us, people. Listen just, to just, us, people, and, and and listen to Stranded Panda. Just That's, wait till the Mandalorian shows up, dude. And every everything on Stranded Panda is good stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll piggyback on that. Um, I really, um, you know, I I am on the you know Facebook page for the Stranded Panda, and they were really really great, inclusive, uh, nerd space. Uh, if you want to talk about MCU, DC, whatever, you know, you can, you know, Star Wars, of course, um, you know, bring it to there. You can, you can get thirsty over there too, you know, but not too thirsty, you know, we don't want, we don't want to get weird over there, but you know, it's, it's a place, it's a place where you can express some of your thirst. Um, and, uh, I highly recommend those episodes, by the way, of ethical, of, um, superhero ethics. They're really, uh, really good conversations about how we, uh, uh, interpret sexuality in in comic book mediums between male and females and all that good stuff um great conversation um and uh, as for me i would like to plug um the uh, uh flyover state tv every tuesday night at 7 30 uh, p.m central we are going live uh all except for tomorrow tomorrow we're not going live we're taking a week off to uh fix the format so that it fits better with the streaming uh, rules on uh, youtube so um yeah we will be back not tomorrow but the next tuesday with another state for side b and uh yeah uh, other than that check out the discord check out the patreon patreon.com slash flyover state park if you want to help out and uh help me get new equipment for the studio i would really appreciate it uh and uh i'll keep uh, putting out those uh those uh, those episodes side b so um yeah thank you everyone for listening to the album concept hour and uh thank, yeah, thank you. you for being here and we'll catch you guys later the album concept hour is brad LeBaron, dave gallagher john Aker, and jake the snake foster special thanks to king gizzard and the lizard wizard for the theme music Join the discussion on our Discord, tweet to us at Album Concept Pod, or for everything else, go to Linktree slash Flyover State Park. See you on Side B.